and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. San Francisco time on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about a new album from Margaret Glassby titled Echo the Diamond, and it starts out like this. So absurd Are you a paradise bird? bias against musicians from New York, but Margaret Glaspie is originally from Red Bluff, California, so I I gave her another chance, and I'm glad I did. This is her third album, and her first album was more kind of guitars, blues, rocky, and then she went in a very different direction for her second album, and now is back to her primary instrument, the guitar, for this third album, which I think is better than the other two combined. Well, yeah, I was not familiar with any of her earlier work, but this record let's just say that i i think i was reading an article from someone maybe in paste talking about oh god her guitar her guitar and it with this first track the guitar is really good but it doesn't show off and instead her voice is what really drew me in it is the combination of really strong and not flashy especially mm. here where there's just a, a little bit of loop-de-loop a, a little bit of the melisma without really trying too hard and that similar to the guitar work it's really technically proficient but doesn't push its way into the foreground in fact if anyone really is kind of showing off instrumentally here uh later in the track the drummer who is uh named david king it does some really impressive drum fills and I, I throughout the record he's almost the one that's show like the one who's really showing off and so I think it's re- remarkable that she has such skills but it, she's able to be like not drawing attention to herself necessarily yeah she's playing as part of a trio she's on vocals and guitar obviously and then there's a bassist named Chris Morrissey who's also played with Andrew Bird and Lucius and the drummer, as we talked about. And she said that most of these, this album was recorded in three days, and most of these songs were written quickly and recorded really quickly. A lot of them are first takes. And she really wanted to capture that natural live performance energy. Yeah, I think she she describes this song. I think she's like, oh, I wrote it while I was on the tour bus, and I just like wrote the lyrics in like an afternoon and then 
figured out the guitar part a little bit later, but yeah, these are not fussy and it's fantastic to have this level of talent and the, but have the maturity and confidence on her third record to just not overdo it. And it's, uh, I will say though that, you know, she does show off a little bit with her voice on some of these songs and that is absolutely the case on the second track, which is called Get Back. Once I thought I was the only Oh, I was so are produced so simply and this is produced by Margaret Glasby with her partner uh, jazz guitarist Julian Lage and it's really light touch hints of echo uh, little bits of double tracked vocals but who needs production tricks when you have a voice that can do that that can hold a note that strong that beautifully that long and somehow like not have our entire body explode mm-hmm. it's just amazing and you know, it knocks me on the floor how many times i've heard this song it will never not knock me out yeah they really she really starts out the album with three just powerhouse tracks and her voice in that one is just incredible and the way that she it's it's just a she has an unusual voice and the way that she pronounces things is a little bit unusual and i like it, it reminds me a little bit of joanna newsome if she wasn't trying so hard that was i spent a long time i'm like she remind like the way that she pronounces her words reminds me of somebody and it took me a while to figure that out yeah there's it's so in so so individual idiosyncratic a voice i will say these first songs are so universal in theme first mm-hmm. song is just i am so gaga for someone i don't even know how to act anymore and this song of like the world's crazy and why can't we just kind of get back to what's simple and really think about what's important and you know th- she's you know um, an adult she's in her mid-30s and clearly you know has has some miles on her and has you know has traveled the world toured lived life and has some perspective and it's it's nice to hear someone go back to simple ideas of being in love and going what's simple and and what's true and 
sing it somehow simply and yet so with so much depth. It's really remarkable. Yeah, the only if I have any criticism of this album, it's that the ideas are a little bit too universal and too kind of high level. And I think about the last record that we talked about from Pale Hound, where they drop in enough kind of very detailed references or descriptions of things that ground the songs a little bit. And these are a little bit too kind of all um, all ideas and no concrete thing to grab onto, but that doesn't make me like them less. But the next song that we'll play definitely is relatable, and it's called Female Brain. There's no need to be rude Your life's an all-inclusive cruise I'm out here getting stiffed and screwed with both my hands in restraints While everybody points and stares at my female brain My female brain You're gonna wanna sin I didn't prepare for this Are you Mrs. or Miss? My name is Margaret Are you against or with? First, second, third, fourth, fifth. I get so much of a Chrissy Hine vibe from this. It really reminded me of Tattooed Love Boys and the kind of energy. And she really shifts a lot in the way that even just between these first three tracks, they're all kind of very heavy and like almost punk, but they have such different feelings to them. Yeah, this one, it's so kind of jittery and on edge, which, yes, a song that I think she described as the experience of breathing while female. And it really comes across here just like she, no matter what she does, she can't get it right because society is what it is. And so that just the, the hiccuping, the cars coming in and out, all, everything just kind of stutter stop. And she's trying to keep her vocal smooth. But even that, just the sense of kind of frustration and anger comes through. And then you get this little hint of catharsis in this bridge where things smooth out a little bit. But even there, it just had that fantastic lyric of the, are you Mrs. or Miss? And her response, my name is Margaret. And just like, I'm not going to play by your games. I'm not going to get put in the box that you want to put women in. It's really fantastic. And the drum work is particularly good on this song. I know that she she made this record with two people that she knows well, and she thinks that they're really fantastic musicians. And, you know, obviously this, they bring so much to the production and the drum fills on this song really drive it. Yeah. The uh, just standout track after standout track, the energy just keeps building as we're coming into the midpoint of the record. As we hit another just blowout banger, it's called, I didn't think so. You get mad about your dreams and rip me at the seams like a rag doll. And I get both of my feet wet, crossing the line like a foul ball. Well, if you spin me on my head 
one maybe where that super universal songwriting gets a little bit out of hand uh mark glassby did do an interview with consequence of sound where she talks about like oh this is what you know this is what i was thinking with all the different songs and this is one where she's just like i don't know what it means it's just about life it's hard to be alive <laughs> well i think i mean i think it's also about the compulsion to when you're an artist it's like you do it because you can't do anything else but, and I think what she was saying in that interview, which I also read, is that it's, you know, when you write a song, it's kind of you're you're expressing what you're expressing with the song in a way that you can't necessarily just articulate it in other words. Okay, I think you got more detail there. I think I mostly <laughs> just got that sense of frustration of like being in the world and people giving you a hard time, just like, I'm just, just let me do my thing. And... I think it can be a specific to a musician or it could just be a specific to anyone who's alive in the modern world. What I like about this song is the way that it it goes from the stripped down vocals with no real backing and then the full band comes in on the choruses and it gives it a real flow and sense of movement. Yeah. I did appreciate here though, because I've talked about how much the drummer's showing off that at least there's, I really thought of it as I kind don't of think a, he's showing well, off, I think, but I think but his, his, his drumming is flashy. Yeah. And I appreciated some restraint here where there's kind of this verse pre-chorus. And then to me, the, like the, I didn't think so is the actual chorus where everything blows up and gets loud. And in that pre-chorus, there's this tiniest hint of symbol in the background. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's such a great little bit of texture. And then over the course of the song, I feel like that, kind of gets a little more pronounced and the drumming gets a little more energetic and loose but I, I start so restrained and it's really delightful I don't think it's flashy I think that when you have only three people and not a lot of you know production tricks you're kind of covering a lot of ground and you feel like you need to fill up the room a little bit more and that's what I think he's doing yeah so what I will say is that the place of this as we're hitting the midpoint of the record is that every song we've played um, and one we didn't play that was a little lower energy, but still they tend to be pretty loud and letting the guitars and drums go nuts, very informed by a rock <laughs> idiom. And that at least on the LP, this is the end of side one. And from here, the album does take quite a turn going to that second half where things quiet way down, become much, much more contemplative on the next track. It's called Memories. Memories Forgive me, please I'm lonesome without you But I'm a wreck thinking about you Just memories As far as my mind can see it's too sad Looking back I'm alright that I'm sure Until I'm crying 
kitchen floor I swear that I'm fine Until I'm traveling back in time To all those memories The light strum on that guitar is such a different feeling from the songs that we have played so far, which were much more kind of rock and heavy. And this has a tone that I think matches what she's trying to convey in the lyrics, but it has a very different feel. It's such a more of a singer songwriter folk feel. Well, yeah, she's switching up to a not just acoustic, but very unprocessed guitar sound. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a waltz, which is a very kind of country kind Uh of rhythm. And even I feel like her voice, she kind of lets go to a more raw kind of twangy voice that suits that sound so everything about this really seems to be going into that kind of country backwards looking and for a song called memories totally appropriate uh you know in the interviews i guess she talks about though that's like well this song is as much about now and how hard it is you know it's just it's the last few years have been hard for everyone and that it's just a lot of grief and she said that that the take that you hear is the only one I was able to get through completely. That just, it was a really tough song for her to perform. Yeah. And I, this is kind of what I was getting at where I wish there were more specificity in the lyrics because I don't expect artists, like every artist doesn't have to, doesn't owe the public their, you know, personal baggage, but a song like this, that where she's clearly expressing a lot of emotion and has talked about how this was really difficult for her to, write and to perform and then just to say like well you know it's about grief like everyone has experienced grief it's just like give me something you know it's it's a little bit abstract you know say like well my best friend died of cancer after being sick for a long time or whatever like just i felt like it was missing the groundedness in some sort of like real experience and there is a line about you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna do it I'm going to quote it incorrectly, but it's like, I'm all right of that, I'm sure, until I'm crying on the kitchen floor. And that was such a great, like, specific description that I wanted more of that in this record. Yeah, I think the shooting for Universal can be really powerful. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think maybe it bugged me a little less. I'm happy to be just like, let's let's kind of just deal in broad strokes. And if it's performed as strongly as this with such an amazing voice, I'm prepared to cut it some slack. I will say these just the songwriting has so many little bits of variety to it. I feel like the songs are generally pretty short, often get to their business pretty quickly. This one I think is really interesting structurally because it's kind of verse and then just another verse and then a bridge and another bridge. So we heard the verse and the bridge there. There aren't really choruses. And I just, I feel like that is a structure that it, I don't really run into verse, verse, bridge, bridge, but I think it works here for this moment of contemplation that's not about necessarily forward motion, but just about appreciating where we are, where we were, and that appreciation is not necessarily enjoyment. Yeah, this is the only song on the record that's more than four minutes, so they all just don't overstay their welcome. They're very just like to the point. You get the uh, all killer, no filler, as you would say. Actually, Act Natural, I think, was also a little over four minutes. But this one is oh, it, okay, it's, it's right. so much more spare uh-huh. and it feels 
You're None like, of them is over four minutes and 19 seconds. <laughs> That's true. No, it's a, an efficient record for sure. And, it, you know, things get quiet, but I like that she doesn't use quiet as an excuse for self-indulgent or long mm-hmm. and we do get to this a string of songs that explore kind of country sounds jazzy sounds and kind of soulful sounds so we'll hear another one of those next it's called hammer in the nail and it's the only uh songwriting collaboration on the record sometimes i strike out when i know how to hit the home run So you can have more fun It's my wedding But you want to Here I am The origin story of this was a friend of hers, Ryan Lerman, was working on a song, said, hey, what do you think about this? And she liked it enough to say, "Um, can I use it? And apparently he was okay with that. And so it ends up being this, you know, I'll take a little of your stuff, a little of my stuff, and create something that sounds very different from the rest of the record. And yet still, I think, fits pretty nicely, as I said, in this sort of three song, much more mellow, jazzy part of the record. Yeah, it has such an interesting beat and the ooh that we faded out on. It's just such a different vibe compared to the rest of the songs. It feels kind of like a soul torch song. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, you know, super sad, just these lyrics about, you know, negating oneself and it's like, okay, fine, you have fun. I'll, I'll support you. And I know, I know how to be great, but I'll let you do your thing. And it's, 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 uh, it's sad, but then there. I appreciate that chorus, which has a little hint of humor. Of this song's so true, I don't know if I can sing along. Which there's a there's a tiny bit of a wink in with the sadness, which I appreciate. Yeah, this song and one we didn't play before, it called "Turn the Engine," are very much about kind of giving your best self to everybody else, but then not having any compassion for yourself. That's kind of a theme on the back half of the record. Yeah, there's this universality uh, again, but it's it's universality that it hits and i appreciate though that after a couple of kind of downer like oh i'm you know a little not what was me but very much about like i am not really doing great here and in how i'm relating to other people so i appreciate that we swing way back to one of the most energetic barn burner crowd-pleasing tracks on the record for the penultimate track it's how, co- how do you know it's crowd-pleasing is it pleasing to to you as the crowd? I am guessing that. Well, how about our audience <laughs> listens and they can judge for themselves? I have a I, hunch it will be crowd pleasing. Yeah, I do think this will be really great to hear live. She really belts it out. Yeah, and so that that track is called "My Eyes." How I wish I could disappear, pain, because your tears fall. Like- Rain flooding every room and 
Lasky has described this song as a tribute to Alanis Morissette, that it was inspired by the energy of her performance and songwriting. And I feel like that energy she summons in those choruses is not the same, but has similar just cosmic power. Like her unleashing that look into my eyes while her guitar explores these not quite what I would expect harmonies that feel off kilter and yet perfect. Like, I, I don't know, this song works so well for me and it just feels so triumphant. Yeah, her guitar work is not flashy, but it's very expressive. And I think she plays in a way that really complements the expressiveness of her voice. And together they have such emotional power. And looking at her discography, I feel like Devotion, which was her second record, was sort of feeling a need to dress up her songs and add, you know, more studio production and synths and kind of just adding a lot of decoration to them. And I think this album is her realizing that it's the power of her songwriting and her vocals that just like just let that do the work and put that forward and the title of the album Echo the Diamond I talk I think of as like let your like amazing brightness shine yeah it is you know less is more the songs written don't fuss over them recording really quickly production keep it simple everything is just let the song speak and they sing and it is I will just say one thing I really appreciate on this track is I think the bassist is really low profile I, you know, I've talked about how the drummer is pretty noticeably awesome. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at least here in that bridge, the guitar totally out of the picture. And so we're able to hear the bass actually take the melodic lead <laughs> on the instrumental. Like, oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, it is good to hear him like a little bit up forward for this. But it's uh, just a reminder that a great ensemble, not every artist has to be up front to make a fantastic sound. Yeah, and they're all, I think both the bassist and the drummer are really serving the songs. They're not trying to, I mean, you said flashy, but I think they're both but, just trying to get, contribute what they can yeah, to Appropriately flash. Like the drum work is fantastic. I, I love these songs and how much the rhythm gives it so much power. And it's fantastic to, yeah, to hit this peak of energy here on the penultimate track and then let the record go into a, Again, a slightly more contemplative phase. And I know you talked about her being New York-based, but I think uh, a song that is was inspired by moving away from New York to someplace a little more quiet, a little slower, and let that inspire the songwriting. Yeah, so the last song is called People Who Talk, and we'll go out with that. We've been discussing Margaret Glaspie's third record, Echo the Diamond, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. Let's pretend to understand the greater plan 
Some are guided by the stars Others shoved by God's hands Does the lightness show the dark or the dark the light? Have we thrown our last punch? Or have we just begun to fight? member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.